Hola, and welcome to La Receta, a podcast that highlights the hidden stories of Latinx talent across different industries, used to create awareness and inspire the next generation. I'm your host, Miguel Lopez Ixta. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of La Receta. Today we're going to be chatting with Gustavo Vela Moreno a mechanical engineer at PAE Consulting Engineers. He's going to take us through his journey, from humble beginnings to full-ride scholarships, attending Stanford, getting his first job, and becoming a father during the pandemic. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of La Receta. Today we have a really, really special guest, um, Gustavo Vela Moreno. He's a mechanical engineer at PAE Consulting Engineers. Um, he's also from Woodburn. He went to George Fox as well. Um, this guy's this guy's awesome. Um, he's definitely one of the one of the people that I I was I looked up to um, growing up growing up in Woodburn and as I thought about my future and going to college. Um, so yeah, if you want to introduce yourself, uh, Gustavo, and you know just give him a little brief of what you do and uh, yeah. Hi everyone, I'm Gustavo. Um, like Miguel shared, I'm a mechanical engineer at PAE Consulting Engineers. And just really happy to be here today and be able to collaborate with Miguel. Um, it's been exciting to see him grow and do his thing. So happy to support today. And um, uh, Gustavo is a, a new dad as well. Yeah. Uh, so congratulations, bro. Um, exciting. Your life changes. Um, I, well, mine did. Mine changed a lot. Absolutely. And even just like the the way the way that I look at life now. And um, before, like I would I would definitely like you know think about myself and think about my family and the future of them. But now it's just kind of like you know like I'm I'm fine with 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 where where I am as long as you know like um, my baby you know has like the best future. Like everything's kind of like for my baby now. Um, but yeah, bro. Um, how has it been being a dad? It's been good, man. I getting some more sleep now, so the days are better. You can probably relate, but yeah, I love watching oh. your stories. Your baby is growing, <laughs> really funny. Um, and yeah, I've been trying to learn to keep up. Uh, it's like everything's new, and you're right. Like it shifts everything the way you you see life. Um, you make plans, but then you have mm -hmm. a baby, and like this this can change a little bit. But it's okay. Um, just trying to learn and and be a good dad. Yeah, bro. That well, that's awesome, dude. Um, especially like during COVID, right? Like how crazy how crazy it was to have a baby during like pandemic, right? Um, and that's one of the things like I think about a lot because um, well, my I don't have that much family here in Oregon. Um, but my my girlfriend uh, well my girl she she does, uh, she does have a lot of family here. Um. But regardless, both of the families, you know, they're really close, um, like w with each other, right? Um, and obviously, like it's it's the first, the first, um, the first baby for both sides, right? For both grandparents, first one. So it was it was really tough, you know, being in a pandemic and like, you know, having to take like, um, ha having just having to like, kind of be inside and yeah. not n not take them to your parents kind of sucked, um, for a bit, um. But thankfully, you know, with the with the um, you know, being really cautious about everything, um, we've been able to like, you know, um, take um a little bit more to my my parents and her parents. So it's been great. Um, 
But yeah, it's you stocked up on Germex or Purell and face masks. Stocked up on everything, bro. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had to do the same. Just get like you know, take precautions. Um, like you're saying, it's hard to like family's all excited. Um, cause you're the oldest, right? Two from yeah, so, yeah I'm, I'm the oldest. I'm the oldest. It's getting old, based on like our family standards. So. <laughs> My dad, my mom, they're all waiting. Um, and we had a little girl, and I just have brothers, so, like, she's the princess. Everyone's princess, you know? Ah. Uh, so she is spoiled, and she's so cute. and uh, That's awesome. Well, that's great to hear, bro. Um, Cool. So, yeah, I guess, like, if we want to jump into, like, the conversation, um, usually, and like I mentioned this in the other podcast, um, we usually divide, divide the podcast into... Uh, different areas where we first talk about like your childhood um you know where your parents come from where you come from um and then going through like education going through like college um and then you know talking about your career what you do now um and then at the end of the podcast um you know like what was your receta you know what were the ingredients that went into your recipe to your dish to get you to where you are now um and yeah i mean i guess if you if you, you just want to start I'm um, talking about your your family um or where you come from. Yeah. The early beginnings. <laughs> well, I'm from Woodburn. Um Woodburn's where I'm from. Um, it's this is where it's at. Uh but yeah, my family's immigrated here from Mexico. My mom's originally from Michoacan. My dad's from Guerrero. Sure. So yeah, it's the Pacific. Um they met nice. up here. Um and they were together for a few years. Uh, my mom was a teenage mom, so she was a teenager mm. when I was born. And then um, things didn't work out between them, so they divorced when I was around three. And mm. um, and so since then, I, I grew up with my mom. and But I got to see my dad, you know, um, as the law mm-hmm. allowed. So it was like every other week. And then in the summers, mm. I got to spend like two, three-week um like spans with him so that was pretty cool in the summers okay yeah dang okay um and then so you lived your whole life here in woodburn yeah my whole life i I lived in all parts of woodburn i feel like (laughs) when i was small i lived downtown Uh um right next to luis's used to go to the old bakery salvador so i'd get some (laughs) free bread Oh, I remember um, Salvador's Bakery. Damn, shout out. <laughs> yeah, way back, yeah. Um, and then I've lived, you know, on Hardcastle. I lived in West Woodburn. Now I live on the east side, off the 99. West. So, yeah, Woodburn. Dang, that's awesome. <laughs> um, and did you, so you? So I'm assuming you went through elementary and middle school, Woodburn. Um, and then you got to high school. How was, how was your high school experience? Um and you said you're the oldest too, right? Yeah. Um, I'll start with elementary. Um, so my mom, even though she was a teenage mom, she continued to go to school. She's a teacher now, but um, mm. during that time, she was like awesome. a teacher's assistant, right? Um, and mm-hmm. around those years when I started going to elementary, uh, Heritage was new. It was a new school back then. Ah. And my mom landed a job there, so she took me to the new school and... Um, Mm-hmm. It was good, but um, I got in trouble too much because my mom worked there. <laughs> so <laughs> the teachers would tell her, hey, your, your kid's acting up. And 
yeah once i got to like fifth grade i was like i'm I'm done with elementary i'm done with going to the same school as my mom <laughs> i'm ready to move on so yeah that was that was cool and then I, I just went to valor for middle school so right next door um that was pretty cool i um there you know it, it's around that time when you're in middle school you start to want to like fit in and like you want to mm-hmm. you care about what you wear your friends and all that but um I was in the mm-hmm. in the ELL classes, so that was like a different oh, yeah. group, you know. So we talked about like back then it wasn't the Liga MX, but you know, it was like oh Chivas America. It was all Spanish, <laughs> um, good vibes. Um, it was a good group. Like we we bonded. Like I feel like on a different level than most kids, mm. but it was because we were tight knit like that. Dang, that's awesome. That that's so cool. Yeah, I remember. When I was younger, um, before even like, before like even like, Real Madrid and Barcelona, I was always like Chivas, America. Blah, blah. Oh, yeah. I was I, personally, I was um, I was a Santos fan uh, with Jared Borghetti and El oh, Pony yeah. Ruiz. I don't know if you Chato know those guys. Rodriguez. But, um, yeah. Sheesh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, that's so awesome to hear. Um, um, and then like, so you went through middle school. Yeah. Um, and then you got to, to high school. How was high school? It was good. It was good. Let me tell you a story right before I got to, um, to high school. Like every mm-hmm. year growing up, my dad would go to Mexico for a month. That's, that's been mm-hmm. his, his tradition for a long time, but I never got to go with him because I was, um, mm-hmm. you know, my parents were divorced and so they, they couldn't reach an agreement until eighth mm-hmm. grade of, of that year in middle school. And, um, and that kind of, that trip shifted my thoughts, right? Like I, I was always into school and like playing sports, but I didn't realize like, you know, it's still kind of young. You take things for granted in a way, but I got to go to Mexico with my dad that, um, spring we drove from Woodburn all the way to Guerrero. So I spent like three days on the road. What? Yeah. Yeah. And a little pickup. That's what's up. That's dope. Yeah, my dad's um, afraid yeah. of flying, so he, he drives or he takes the bus. So that's the only <laughs> way we're going to get there. <laughs> you know, one of my tias is really, really scared of flying, too. She always drives all the time. Um, I remember, actually, one time we drove all the way to Michoacan from here, from well, from from Woodburn. Um, but, yeah, dude, it. Yeah, I remember, like, we'd have to stop, like, every couple hours. Like, my butt was hurting. I was like, oh, I'm tired of sitting down already. Um, but yeah, I feel you, bro. <laughs> yeah, it takes forever. But yeah, it was nice to be able to go. I had always wanted to go and meet my family. And like being there, just like, I don't know, it just gave me like this boost, right? I was like, oh, like I can't mess up back mm-hmm. home because, you know, this is where my dad comes from, you know, like he, he can't be with his family because he wanted to provide and, you know, just add mm-hmm. to, you know, financial well-being. For the family so it made me take things more seriously so when i came back i was like okay like i kn- I always knew i wanted to go to college but like at that point i was like i want to like do my best to you know get scholarships and go to a good school and you know do yeah. all that so that was a good experience going into high school hmm. yes and then so you got to high school and you know like you said kind of had this mentality mentality where you you know you don't want to fuck up you don't want to mess up um 
And that's crazy that you said that you're thinking about scholarships and, and that kind of stuff. I remember when, when I was a freshman, I I didn't even think of that yet. Like, I, I was kind of lost. I was just like, you know, just another year, just a different school kind of thing. Um, but that's awesome. And so you, you started in high school. Did you did you do any, like, activities or, like, um, any extracurriculum things? Yeah, the main thing was soccer. That was always, Sorry. you know, like the... I mean, everyone plays soccer with Brinza. Yeah, yeah I, I played <laughs> soccer. Um, I wasn't nice. that good, but, you know, it, I was able to do okay. Um, so, yeah, Jeez. football. Um, I did a little bit of, like, other leadership stuff towards the end. Um, and then service, community service. Um, just people always said, hey, you should do service. And I worked in the Damn, summers. Damn, that's I awesome. I worked in um, the summers. And did you, um, were you, were you at, um, were you at the, at the high school when they were already offering IB or were you not, 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 um, there yet when they were offering IB? So my first year at the high school was still Woodburn High School. So they hadn't split up yet. Oh, okay. Uh, I feel a little old now. Oh, but okay, okay. <laughs> that's what it was. Nah, you're good, um, you're good. <laughs> and we had a. We had a freshman hall. I don't know how they decided who makes it into the freshman hall and who doesn't, but what it was, it was like you had like the same teachers, same group of teachers, and oh like, okay. And so most of those teachers ended up at Ace, and I was like, okay, well I already know you all, and like, you know, Academy of International Studies sounds interesting. And back then, of course, they promised us like, hey, you're gonna, <laughs> it's international, so you'll get to travel and you'll get to go places. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah, for yeah. That. let's do it. You know? <laughs> Oh hell yeah! <laughs> um, Dang, that's awesome. I, uh, I, 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 yeah, I'm, cu- I'm so curious um, on how they like, they split up the schools and you know, um, like what was you know like how, like each school, you know, like they each do like something a little different. Like obviously, like there's Waka, Wast, Webs, and then A's. Um, I'm curious how, you know, how they thought about those things, but yeah, I, so I went to Webbs my first two years and then I transferred to A's, um, to the school, the school that you went. So you went to A's for three years then? Yeah. Yeah. So, and actually, since you brought it up, that was a big selling point, the IB program, cause it was, you know, the international school, so they offered it. And so I knew I wanted to do that cause like IB, you know, it, it challenges you and it prepares you for college, but also um, just mm-hmm. like other benefits of the program, like, you know, becoming a critical thinker and other stuff that also helps mm. you just as a person. So I ended up going to A's for three years um, and it was good. It was, you know, good, really good teachers, uh, classes that pushed you. I took chemistry and Spanish. That was Interesting. At first, I was like, "Ah, oh, si la voy a hacer," but then it was like, I had Miss Mayanis, and it was great. Like it was, it was like one of the better classes, and you know, Chem- it was science and Spanish. Yeah. Chemistry and Spanish. Whoa, yeah. that's awesome, dude. I, well, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna keep it a buck. I when I when I transferred to 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 A's, um, it was because of the IB program, um. And one of the very first classes that I had was chemistry. And I went in there my junior year, like, I was like, all right, well, let's do this. Um, I had only taken one chemistry um, class in the past, and it was, like, my freshman year, I think. Um, and I went in there, bro, and I was like, whoa, 
what the hell's going on <laughs> it was like a whole new different world i was like i don't know what these people are talking about and i, I had i had to uh i had to switch out of the class i was like there's no way i'm gonna pass that class um and then i switched to what was the other class environmental systems i think was the other class that they offered um that and that's that's the class that i took but well that's crazy bro that's that's Stick awesome to hear <laughs> um yeah. and so like so and and you took like all your classes were you full ib as well um yeah i was full ib junior senior? um it was it was really good like full ib program like it's hard but um but you get like a good like broad set of curriculum right like so like the history classes mm -hmm. the math classes um, english everything is like it works well um but it it is rough you know it's a lot of homework <laughs> so like sometimes students sure. ain't ready or aren't prepared or aren't used to doing a lot of homework so it gets tough yeah and 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 yeah and i think there that's one of the things where you know you might have been able to like you know cruise through your freshman and sophomore year you know um with little work ethic or little kind of organization type uh, but then once you like hit IB, it's just like a whole different wake thing. up. It's a call. whole different beast. Yeah. You're just like, oh fuck, I gotta get on my stuff. Um, yeah. So you went, so you went through IB. Um, was that your junior and senior year? Yeah, junior and <laughs> senior year. Or were you taking year. IB classes before? It, cool thing, senior year. Um, so I got through the math curriculum junior year. I took the math test junior year, and um, oh nice. I was given the option to take calculus at WAS, so that's the science school. Mm -hmm. and i went for like mm -hmm. a week and then i'm like i'd rather have a free period <laughs> i'm a senior i've earned it well because you were already <laughs> done with it too right like you didn't need to take it right yeah i Dang, took the test awesome. and, uh, as a junior and i got a five so i was like okay i'm set like i got a five on oh, the test I'm a good. five and so, you got a five on it yeah and what's the scale again yeah, yeah. on this it's like it's it's I like a one it's through six i don't know i don't know if it's i think changed. it's I six remember, but yeah, I remember yeah it's, it, it's, it's something like, with six yeah and you got off so five? i was set and i was like what? yeah i'm not gonna take calc <laughs> whoa but, but you, awesome, you'll see dude. how that came um, back to bite me when we get into college <laughs> oh shit <laughs> um no, but the other thing though I, I did take a free period um but most of that time i devoted to scholarships like finding out mm. deadlines and writing essays and all that okay um so it helped out in that way that's awesome so when 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 you get to senior year um is that really when you started like picking up like hey um i need to start applying for more scholarships and gotta get stuff ready or were you already working on those since like junior year i had a draft prepared like junior year just like a normal just mm. you know, personal statement type of thing and then um it was beat the odds that was the first one so that one was due early like i want to say mm. september or early october but that was the first one and um yeah i worked probably like a week or two to get that ready submitted it and then like made it to like the final stage and they came to interview me there at ace <laughs> um that was my first Ooh, scholarship wow. interview <laughs> and, it, and it went well like they... how was that like do you uh -huh. 
Yeah, they Do you remember like, like what t- what type of things they asked you? Um they came by and they they asked me about school and, you know, my story, what I had shared in the essays, which was basically, you know, my upbringing in Woodburn and how, you know, there's pressures to, you know, either join gangs or do other stuff or, you know, how I had stuck with like yeah, sports sure. and, and school. And, um, yeah, I remember because it was in the lunchroom and like you never went in that room, right? Because that's for staff only. But here I was like the whole yeah. room for myself and these guests, right? <laughs> And we just had an interview there. <laughs> yeah. Dang, that's awesome. So, and how did that one go? Did you get that scholarship? Yeah, I got that one. That was a $10,000 scholarship over four years. So, 2500 nice. a year. And then part of that, um, earning that scholarship was like, they recorded a video, right, of you. So, they came to mm. school uh, probably like a few weeks later and they recorded um, it was pretty cool. They got some shots, action shots, playing soccer and everything. So that you know, Ooh. for a high schooler in Woodburn, it's like the ultimate. Dang. <laughs> um, yeah. You, you, I coach. Um, yeah. There's gonna be some people uh, taking pictures of me today. So. <laughs> <Just letting you know. laughs> hey, hey, did you shave? Cause um, there's gonna be cameras around today. <laughs> for real, I, I'm gonna need you guys to look good tomorrow. Um, got our crew coming in to take pics of me. <laughs> dang that's awesome dude um and what other what other scholarships did you apply for um and what other scholarships did you get yeah so right after that one was the x6 that one's a a big application i think it was like five Mm. essays so i took what i had from beat the odds and then worked on the the others and um and at the time um it was a full ride to warner pacific or george fox um, I ended up mm. applying to George Fox because they had engineering and um, they also had a soccer team. So and, and it was close to home. So mm. it made a lot of sense. Um, and I went to visit Fox, actually. <laughs> um, I was supposed to go with um, my girlfriend, who's now my wife, Alma. Um, we we booked mm-hmm. that visit together. It was uh, called Friday at Fox. Um, and she ditched me because it was like right before homecoming. So she went to go buy a dress and I went to visit campus. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I was there, the only Mexicano, funny. the only brown person. And just like, but you know, what was nice is like everyone was welcoming and like got to talk to the soccer mm. coach and check out some classes. And I really liked it because it was small. And so it was like, oh, yeah, this mm. isn't too crazy. Like, and it's close to home. I can drive home any day. So I went back and kind of yeah. told her, hey, I think you'll like it. Like, yeah, yeah I'm good. <laughs> um, and so <laughs> we both applied. Um, we both applied. We both got it. Um, and that one is full ride, right, to awesome. uh, George Fox. Yeah, full ride. Um, yeah, I remember going to <sighs> campus because they had interviews, no? like, um, mm-hmm. and we were told that George Fox was a conservative school. So, like, we agreed, mm-hmm. my girlfriend and I, um, we agreed that we weren't going to be together. We just, we're there to compete for the scholarship. Um, and we're mm-hmm. there as individuals. <laughs> um, but we both ended up getting there. Yeah. You know? And then after we got it, we're like, hey, yeah, so we're dating. <laughs> uh, <it> was, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, but way on. That's my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. That's so <laughs> awesome, though. Um, yeah, I mean, like George Fox, and like you mentioned, like, like George Fox, you know, there is... Uh, most of the people are white, right? 
and I like even when I started um it was just myself and two other friends um that that were Latinos and every like you know there was a couple people of color here and there around campus but it was definitely a culture shock when we started going to Fox and I can't even imagine you know like what a, what culture shock you had when when you first started there um but we'll, we'll get into that when yeah. we start talking about college um yeah so so you so so you got so you got beat the ads beat the odds act six scholarship um was there any others that you applied for um yeah and that you got so right after x6 you know you um can't remember if they told you in january or before but anyways we had a winter break and the next big one was um gates so all of mm. winter break i feel like i was just locked up in my bedroom in front of a monitor just typing away um and it was oh, good it was wow. they were really good sessions <laughs> and i just like listen to like tupac and just go um and so I finished, I think those are like nine, nine essays. Um, I finished yeah, them, a lot. submitted, and um, just waited for the letter. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I remember when, and when the box arrived, because it was a big deal back then. It was all through mail. Wow. And so the exit, so the, um, the Gates scholarship, like, so that was a full ride to any college or university that you get accepted to yeah right yeah do they pay after the four years there's seven fields um and engineering is one of them i think um the other one's education mm. there's seven of them um where they will pay up to a phd so 10 years wow. of school yeah that's awesome that's crazy um and what was like you know like like i'm sure your family is really proud but like what was going like what emotions did your mom have when you got one scholarship then got the other full ride and now you get like the the um the gates millennium scholarship how was that like even in your head you know like what were you thinking you're like ah this is crazy no it's just like like the with the first one with x6 it was back then it was like if it's a small envelope then it's probably like a rejection letter right like you didn't do it mm -hmm. if it was a big envelope then it's the goodies right so like the X6 one mm -hmm. came in and, and that one was big and um and so it was positive and then but with Gates it was a box, the essential box. And I was like, oh, okay, like this must be good news. Ooh. And I still have the box. It was a UPS box. And um and yeah, it was like you got it. And uh just the emotions, it's like I've never won the lottery, but it felt that way, right? Like Yeah, I was just, for sure. I'm good, like and yeah it was just a huge blessing um just there's no other way to describe it just 100 percent. wow um so you you continue wait before I, I say that was there any other scholarships that you got no <laughs> it was those three yeah. <laughs> dang that's awesome dude so you, so you went through high school um graduated um and then, you know, you're getting ready for your next step. How how was that transition from like high school to college? And like you said, um, George Fox is pretty close to Woodburn. Um, like would you come home a lot? Like how was all that process? Yeah, there was um there's a little wrench, so it wasn't as linear because when I when I was um, when I accepted X six, I was still working on mm -hmm. other applications. Like Specifically, mm. I, I applied to Stanford. I always wanted to go to Stanford. That was my dream school mm -hmm. even then. 
and I was working on that application. And one of mm. my dilemmas was like, do I accept this scholarship knowing that, you know, that may still be an option? But I accepted mm -hmm. it because I was like, well, why, why not? But yeah. Um, and then I prepared my application, but um, in the end, it was submitted incomplete. So there was a document that was missing. Um, so that didn't happen. Wow. But during there was a good stretch of like two, two months where I was like, okay, like everything is still up in the air. And then Gates came mm -hmm. in later, but by then I had already heard mm. like um, that Stanford was not going to happen. So um, <clears throat> it was like, okay, I still like George Fox and I get to be close to home. But yeah, it was like, well, there's a possibility I can move out of state <laughs> and go there. But um, no, it, it worked out fine. Like, you know, Alma got X6, I got X6. And um, decided to continue with Fox. Um, mm -hmm. And I think family, too, that helped um, get family at ease, you know, having us nearby. Wow, that's awesome. Um, and when when you started at Fox, how was your whole experience at Fox? You know, first gen. Um, and you're, you know, like, you're a person of color. color going to Fox like how was all that and how did you manage you know to like stay on top of things and you know like like for me I, I was like really homesick and you know like I missed Woodburn just because there is so many Latinos at Woodburn right that community just you know makes you like it makes you feel like you know you're part of it right um but you know like how was it how was that whole experience at George Fox and you know what did what did you do to make sure you know you were you stayed on the right track. Yeah, it was a challenge. Um, like socially, like you're saying, it was, you just fell out of place. And it was weird because it's like so close to Woodburn, but so different. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so we found ourselves coming back home very often, you know, just missing mm -hmm. food or just, you know, just mm. the family. Um, but it was hard too because you, you had to be in school and do all the work mm -hmm. and academically we were challenged too i don't think i was as prepared especially with the math courses taking that year mm. off like it hurt me um so i took calc one my first semester the first test mm -hmm. midterm that i took there i failed it in calc well, and then the chemistry one and i had taken like two years of chemistry but i took a midterm mm -hmm. at fox and i i got a d on that i got a 65 so I wasn't doing wow. too hot, and um, that was, like, it killed me because, like, I was used to just, you know, sitting down for tests and, like, finishing early, right? Like, in high school days, it was like, mm -hmm. I'll sit down and, you know, do this. I, I don't even have to study that much, right? It was just the type of student mm -hmm. I was. But in college, like, that didn't work anymore. Like, <laughs> I had to go yeah. to study sessions and ask for help, and I wasn't used to doing any of that. Mm. And so, you know, I could, that combined with, like, socially feeling out of place already, it's just, like, you know, it was a big struggle. But with Act 6, we had support, you know, we had a support system. Mm -hmm. And I think you may have had a similar experience. You did mm -hmm. Act 6 Academy, right? Yeah, yeah, I was part of that. So having that support system there, so Joel was a Fox um director of x6 at the time um mm -hmm. he would meet with us and just like push us 
Um, and he was a great person. And then the rest of the Act 6 team, so like Ben and Anthony, they just made sure that we mm -hmm. kept on it. So like, it was hard. Um, I can't say that I thought about changing my major because I never really wanted to do anything else other than like engineering. Mm -hmm. But um, I did feel like if like, you know, I had to turn those grades around. I mean, I think in the end yeah. I got like a C and a B, like C in calc and a B in chemistry, but that's been like the hardest, um, you know, academic time of my life, probably. Hmm. Dang, that's crazy. And at the same time, you played soccer as well, right? Yeah, I played soccer three years there at Fox. Yeah, so that's a big time commitment, as you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, For at sure. first it's cool wow, playing that, at crazy. that level and like going places, but then it it can drain you too. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, especially engineering, mechanical engineering, like, oh, that's crazy, bro. I remember I, I had a few friends, um, I also played in the soccer team and, um, they were engineers and when we would go, like, like after the games, when we would go, like, get food or, like, you know, go just kind of relax or go do something, they wouldn't, they couldn't, they, like, had to stay in the room and, like, study and study and study or they'd sit all the way in the back of the bus and just, like, study the whole way through. Like, you know, like, it just always kept going for them. Um, it was definitely, like, a different a different grind, a different level. Yeah. Um, but, dang, bro, that's awesome. And, yeah, even, like, as I know, like, I only have one other friend. Um, this, uh, his name is Moy um, that graduated uh, as, a, um, as an engineer. Um, but there really isn't a lot of... Um, Oh, and another friend, Fabian, too. Um, but there really isn't, like, man, that many, um, you know, Latinos. Or, like, even people of color and even less Latinos that are graduating as, as engineers. Um, well, specifically there at Fox. But, dude, that's that's awesome. That's so cool to hear. Yeah, historically, <clears throat> it's a field that, you know, is not very diverse. And, like, women also aren't, you know, well represented. Mm. So that, that's a challenge. I think most schools and then in the industry too yeah but also a lot of you know room for growth and opportunity wow that's awesome so you went so you started picking like you know you started doing different things um to make sure that that you were successful in your you know your academics um and things that you know that you know like like you were saying you you felt like you're um you're out of place um things that you know you found a support to help you know get through that stuff um and then how were the rest of the years the two three and four yeah i'd say my first two years i felt like i was socially inexistent mm -hmm. like i wasn't there um i didn't make that many friends uh, the only thing that like helped me get through or like the support that we had through x6 and alma because we were always together and always just like working mm. together on, on homework and going home together and going mm. back to campus. Um, so mm -hmm. that's what it was. And slowly, like, I think that first semester, my GPA must have been like 2.9. And gradually every semester, mm. you know, it went up, it went up, it went up. But those first two years, man, it was a grind because a lot of those courses too that they make you take in engineering, they're like advanced mm -hmm. concepts that, most of us, like, if you come from a public school, you're not really exposed to any of that. Um, 
But mm. a lot of the other students, like they came from more technical high schools or had other resources. So they knew how to use some mm -hmm. of the programs or some concepts or, you know, they were just exposed to that already. Or their parents were engineers, yeah. you know. And us, mm -hmm. we were just like trying to figure it out as we went. So it took more time yeah. um, and obviously more outside of class seeking help and talking to others. I think that was the one good thing, too, that came out of that was like I was forced to work with others. And even though... Mm -hmm. You know, I was the only brown guy. Like, I had to work with whoever was there that was willing to help me. Yeah. Because I wasn't going to do it on my own. Whoa. Not there. Yeah. That's real. That's deep. Um, dang. So, so then, as you're approaching, like, as the years go on and you're approaching um, graduation, how was that feeling? I know. I'm just, And I'm asking because when, when, um, when I was when I was getting closer to graduation, I was like, I couldn't even believe it. I had a sense of like, oh, this is actually gonna happen. Like, how was that experience for you? Um, things got a lot better like junior year, and I think it's mm -hmm. has to do with several things. Um, that year I didn't play soccer, um, so I just mm -hmm. focused on school. Um, that's also when mm -hmm. you in engineering, like the first two years are the same for everyone, and then that's when you focus on your discipline. So. I focused on civil engineering. That's my degree at Fox is civil engineering. Mm -hmm. And I had a really good professor um, who came to start the program because we were the first graduating class at Fox that did civil wow. engineering. And he was a really cool guy, just like took me under his wing and just like um, really was really good at motivating you and inspiring you and like, you know, making you want to change the world in your field. Mm -hmm. And so I developed a really close relationship with him and um, all his classes and the rest of the engineering classes I was excelling now you know I didn't have to take all the science mm -hmm. and chemistry all the science and the math so engineering when it comes to like engineering practice you know the classes that we had those were like I'd say a lot more straightforward and easier to comprehend mm -hmm. um, so that was like a big boost and so after junior year it was like you know you have it in the bag, right? You're not going to mess up senior year. So yeah. senior year was um, actually the end of junior year. It was like, okay, I talked to my advisor, my professor, and I told him, hey, mm -hmm. I want to go to grad school. I have funding, and I just always wanted to go, you know, I, and pursue like a master's. Mm -hmm. um, and he, he was a big, like, uh, advocate for, you know, higher ed. So he's like, yeah, like, where do you want to go? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, I always want to go to Stanford, but, you know, I should probably like, apply to mm -hmm. other schools too in case I don't get in, you know. Um, and so he helped me yeah. um, with the research project. So he's like, if you want to go to grad school, you got to do research. So let's put together an application so you get a grant mm -hmm. so you can do research. And that's what I did um, wow. summer of junior year. And then when I went into senior year, it was about like, cause the load lightens up at senior year in engineering a little bit. I mean, it's still heavy, but it lines up a little mm -hmm. bit. So whenever I had free time, I would just mm -hmm. work on my applications, my essays and getting all that ready for grad school applications. How was the process? Um, how was the rest of the process um, for the application for grad school? And how was that? And like coming to an end of this chapter in your life and like graduating college yeah, um, 
I'm going to back up a little bit because I missed a part. And I think it's good, too, because it has to be. So, like, before that summer, the summer of sophomore to junior year, mm -hmm. um, right before that is when I met Pamela Ryan. And yeah. you probably know Pamela, but she was a yeah, very fundamental in, like, helping us get experience. And the reason mm -hmm. why I bring that up is because as a, like, first person being an engineer and going into that field you're very intimidated and so for mm. me i didn't even know how to start to apply to internships or like get work um so i, I would you know in those days i would discount myself you know you know because it's like well i don't have any experience how are, how am i going to apply for this right but uh -huh. she was key and like saying hey gustavo you you just put the best version of yourself out there and let them make the call. Mm. And so mm -hmm. that summer, that spring, I applied. It was an internship at PGE downtown Portland, um, mm -hmm. an engineering internship. And I just listened to her. I was like, okay, you know, I'm, I trust you, so I'm going to apply and you know, send everything. And I got interviewed, and I did good, and they offered me that internship. And that was a big... Wow boost in confidence you know but it, without like mm. her kind of motiv motivational talk you know i wouldn't have been there i wouldn't have been able to even apply um so that was key in in helping me to get that experience but also just preparing me for the next steps right so with the the next summer i was doing research um because mm -hmm. of grad school so i was told you know you need to do research to be able to get into grad school because experience mm -hmm. won't really count as much as you doing research so we yeah there was a there's a program at fox called um, richter's research scholars i think mm -hmm. and we had to apply to that i had my advisor help me out and um, i was able to get that grant and do that research on the summer before senior year. Hmm. Um, well, that's awesome. Um, and so like going into senior year, um, how was, um, you know, how was it balancing? Like, cause I'm assuming you played senior year too, right? Soccer. Was yeah. I went back play? and played because, um, we got Luis from Woodburn and Chivo and Turbo. Mm -hmm. So a lot of, Sheesh. People from so I just had to go, but I, I was a bit out of shape. Yeah, me agarraron viejito. So, yeah. And my knees wouldn't be the same anymore. Taking, taking that year off, I was just, yeah. But it was fun. It was a good group. Um, enjoyed it. Um, yeah, so went back to soccer. And then on my free time, that's when I worked on essays for my applications. Damn, that's cool. Um, and when what was the timing on on like the application for grad school? The applications were due first week of December, so I was. Oh, working. okay. So it was early in the year then, like yeah. at the end of first semester then. Yeah, end of first semester. Um, luckily for me, it wasn't that heavy, so you know, I'll just work whenever I had extra time on those essays and the application, and. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I submitted the applications in December. I ended up, I had three schools I was going to apply to. Uh, it was Stanford, UC mm -hmm. Berkeley, and UW. 
Um, mm -hmm. At the end, I only applied to Stanford and UC Berkeley. Um, oh, okay. So, yeah, that I and submitted in December, and then it was like break, right? You go home and you do your thing, mm -hmm. and you don't hear back till like February. Um, but there's a, an interesting okay. story about how I heard back. Um, so I was uh -huh. there checking my email every day, right, in February, and um, uh -huh. someday I just checked my spam email, and there was an email from Stanford oh, saying, wow. okay, we want to fly you in so you can check out campus, and it was part of their, um, like, diversity group, so they wanted to bring in all the diverse candidates uh -huh. and just, like, have them meet people and, like, show them campus, mm -hmm. and so that was really exciting, right, and they're going to pay for you and all this and that. But the day mm -hmm. that it was going to happen was, like, tomorrow, essentially, right? So, hold on, hold on. <laughs> so, you, so, you're checking your email every day, like, when am I going to hear from these guys, you know, waiting for that email. And then one day, you randomly just check your spam folder. And you see that in your spam folder, but it's like, hey, um, tomorrow, we want you to fly in type of thing. Yeah. So, I was like, what? Wow. Like, so yeah, I can't go inside. So talked to my professor, and we called. And um, and the other thing was like, so am I accepted? Because you want me to go, but I haven't received an mm -hmm. acceptance letter. So that was like yeah. around noon, and so we spent like the next two hours just like trying to talk to people. And um, mm -hmm. eventually, they're like, "Yeah, don't worry about that. We're gonna have another perspective student day. You can come to that." And but they wouldn't uh, say like okay. if I was accepted or not. They're just like, oh, you can come to the next perspective event. But then like we pushed and we pushed like, hey, so but what does that mean about? And so later that day they sent the letter and it's like, oh, you've been accepted. He's been accepted. He's gonna get an email. He's gonna get a letter. And I was like, wow, like okay, <laughs> wow, bro, yeah, that's crazy. I and what went through your head, what, you know, through your professor, like, and, and your family, of course, like, you know, like, oh, shit, you know, I just got accepted into Stanford, you know? It was um, crazy. Like, we were hugging up. and just, like, I was walking down the, the quad, just, like, a huge smile. Like, I was this little kid with, like, a full peaks or something, right? Like, just smiling from ear mm -hmm. to ear. And, like, I remember, like, a professor seeing me and was like, hey, what's going on? Like, <laughs> are you okay kind of a thing and i'm like yeah i just got into stanford and he's like oh congrats you know um, oh shit nah, like i just got into stanford <laughs> crazy yeah oh wow i called my dad and like um i just told him he's like oh me aceptaron en la universidad allá en california and i was just like it was a huge deal because he knew that i wanted to go there too and that, like i yeah. don't know just like to be able to say oh yeah i'm, I'm going over there and gonna do that yeah, like, I don't know, like, to this day, just that day, that, that event, um, it's really up there, you know, with, like, because I compare my graduations to that, and sometimes, like, I'm like, dang, mm. like, the excitement and the joy almost is surpassed by how everything unfolded, and just what it meant to, mm -hmm. like you're saying, to, to my family, the community, myself, you know, just to be able to say, like, hey, we sent someone from here to Stanford, like, <laughs> you know. To fucking Stanford, bro. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome, bro. Um, 
And then, you know, what happened after you're, so you're, after you're, like, heading to graduation, like, how was all that? Graduation was, it was special. It just flies by. Um, it flies by, mm-hmm. but um, it's just good to just, like, take that moment, you know, put the gown on, the cap, and just, like, and get the diploma, right, and be able to say, like, we did it, and, like, mm-hmm. it took a lot of work it, it's almost like not um it, i feel like it should be longer you know graduation should be longer to really yeah have the moment to like soak it in but um it's a lot of work and um but yeah we you know alma was there we both went through it our families were happy excited and it was you know, it's just like a culmination, right, of, like, their dreams, too. Like, oh, yeah. to see their kids 100%. graduate from university here and, you know, mm-hmm. do it, you know, debt-free and, you know, with solid careers. Um, it's just, just a moment wow. to just cherish and with family. For sure. Wow. So so you went through graduation and... um right after graduation did you spend the summer here or did you like um relocate and move to um down we, to where is it san francisco we were young man we we got married that summer <laughs> so um <Woo! laughs> you know how fox is so there's like this i guess um unspoken truth i don't yeah. know just like you gotta have a ring by spring and get yeah, married and all spring. that um and we fell under that, but we we had been together for a while. I think, um, yeah, close to five years around there. So, um, and then there was, I don't know. We we felt like we were ready. Um, looking back, we we were probably mm-hmm. a bit young, but and and our families probably felt that same way too, right? It's like you you only mm-hmm. twenty two, mm-hmm. but um, we got married that summer. So um, what we decided to do was get married and take a year off so I deferred um, enrollment mm, until the next year. And mm. I accepted a job with ODOT, so the Oregon Department of Transportation, mm-hmm. doing civil engineering. Mm. And then Alma took a job with Canby School District, so she was teaching over nice. there. And we settled here in Woodburn. Um, yeah, at the time, the new apartments were the ones by Walmart, those three little oh, apartments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're like, oh, yeah, uh-huh. we're going to kick it here for a year, you know, we our furniture and everything and we just lived here for a year saved up money so um, we could move you know the next summer whoa that's awesome that's cool uh, and then so you guys how how was it moving from woodburn uh where exactly did you guys move to san francisco to or palo was alto? it in palo alto okay. like palo. an hour no, like a 40 minutes south of san francisco yeah there in the bay how was all that experience moving over there and like starting you know like your masters um it was it was crazy like just driving down there my family helped us move um and just getting there you know sunny weather and just traffic and it's just completely different right from woodburn just the pace of life is so much faster um (laughs) but we got there i remember (laughs) We were like rushing through the freeway because we were running late and we weren't going to be able to get the apartment keys. So oh. we were like, oh, we got two more minutes. Let's go. <laughs> um, but we made it there on time and got the key um, unpacked. And then 
it was cool that weekend we spent with family. We went to San Francisco and just like walked around the piers and all that. And then uh, they left and then it was like, uh, what do we do? Because I think there was still like two weeks before classes started. Uh-huh. And um, Alma was a bit homesick. I wasn't that much because I was like, oh, let's go places. Like, we're in Cali. Like, you know, yeah. let's do things. Um, Cali. But she was like, I don't got anything to do. Um, so it took her a while to just get used to it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then classes started um, a couple of weeks later. I remember I was, I was nervous but excited, you know. It's just like, oh, first day of school type of thing and then wow. I went and we had like intros and everyone was like oh yeah I went to Princeton or like Harvard or wow. like, you know all these fancy schools and obviously people from Stanford there um, and I was like yeah I went to George Fox and uh, so yeah I'm <laughs> here I am so yeah, wow that's amazing dude wow what an inspiration dude that's that's crazy um, and how how were your how how many years were you there? I was there for two years. Yeah, the first quarter was it was rough. It was I think it was just like you know you're acclimating, mm-hmm. getting used to the place. Um, I wouldn't mm-hmm. say that I was as challenged academically as I was like freshman year at Fox because it's very different. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. um, you're challenged in different ways. Um, so once I got through like the initial like you know, like just like um shock of being at there, right? Um mm-hmm. I did take several classes that were very challenging. I remember my, my hardest class was probably entrepreneurship because we had to mm. make actual pitches. Like we had to come up with a business model and present that to like venture capitalists. Okay. Because down there uh-huh. that's the thing, right? Silicon Valley, so everyone is trying to get mm-hmm. a startup going. And I wasn't used to presenting to people or, you know, and so I messed up a few times, you know, and I was like, oh, man, like, maybe I, sh- I shouldn't continue with this class or, you know, but mm. I stuck through it and it was fine. But it it just opens your eyes because, like, you don't think about starting a business or anything like that or it's just kind of like, yeah, I'm just mm. going to school because I want to get a job because I want financial stability, you know. Um, yeah. but it's a different mindset. Um, yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Um, so, so you went there, um, and like, I, like, yeah, like you were mentioning, like you, you know, you, you're just thinking about like wanting a job. Um, was there like, um, during the summers, did you like do any like other internships or any other jobs or did you have any jobs? Um, while you were going to school there? Yeah, so um, um, Alma got a job um, probably like two months after we moved teaching in East Palo Alto. Mm-hmm. So like, if you're familiar with that area, it's, there's Palo Alto and then there's the Freeway 101 that runs along the bay and mm-hmm. then East Palo yeah. Alto is actually north of Palo Alto. But East Palo Alto and Palo Alto are like day and night, like... Um, East Palo Alto is like the hood. It's like Woodburn, basically, like going there mm. and like you have diversity and and um, it's not wealthy. Um, but um, mm-hmm. that's where she got to teach. And so that was mm-hmm. really cool because we got to meet families and students. And I did, you know, the first year I would drop her off and pick her up every day from work. 
Mm. Um, and so I got to be involved. Um, and that was a neat experience. Mm -hmm. So, and it helped us right to survive because the Bay area is pretty expensive. Um, mm. and then, so the first year I had a, a fellowship from Stanford and Gates. So those two combined to like cover my fees and everything. The second year, mm -hmm. um, I was able to TA. Um, so I was a TA for a couple courses and, um, mm, nice. actually the summer before the second year, I got an internship with a general contractor out of San Francisco, mm. but they had a project on campus. So I got to ride my bike oh, to work cool. every day, you know, and just come back awesome. home. It was a 10 minute bike ride. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And they kept me on through the school year. So I'd work like 20 hours a week and I'd be a TA and take classes. So it Were was the a, classes a hard year, like it last year? Like, uh. um, the last year, I took some pretty advanced classes that have to do with like the work that I'm doing now. So like, and one of them, we had to model a building in Excel, like its energy use. And it was like a monster mm -hmm. calc, like that. I'm pretty sure that thing, like, um, it crashed on us several times, but it was like pretty advanced <laughs> stuff. Wow. Yeah. And we we're there just like coding and doing stuff. But, um, yeah, but it, the thing about like grad school, and especially there, it's like all collaborative, you know, like it's all project based. Mm. You're working with people, you have a role, um, there's accountability and, um, and then there's always like some sort of presentation or like um, report or just it's all project based. Um, and so I really mm -hmm. enjoyed that method versus like assignments and mm -hmm. tests and doing that. Um, and it tests your social skills, too. Right. So how well can you communicate? How well can you work with others? Um, how good of a problem mm -hmm. solver are you? So it's yeah. Um like the entrepreneurship class that I told you, it was like, you have a team of four, there's a CEO, CFO, CTO, CMO, mm. and you're presenting to these people because you want their money so you can fund your business, basically. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's, dang, that's awesome. Um, and did you like gradually, did you do any any things like outside of school to like, um, help you improve, like present, like to present to these people. We, so part of the program, they had a, a requirement to take a public speaking class and that was really mm, good. Okay. That was, I remember before then I was like terrified of speaking in public. Um, but it was just mm. different cause I had taken a communication class before at Fox, but it was more like textbook based. Versus this one, it was like, okay, as soon as you stepped in, hey, in a minute, tell us something about you, who you are, where you come from, you know, and like they mm -hmm. put you on the spot right away. And every week it was like, you have to write a speech or a presentation and present. And you were given <laughs> feedback like every week, like, hey, you need to change this up or like, you know. And um, but the last one, I, I rocked it the last the last presentation it was the final Ooh. um because i think it was the reason why it worked it turned out so good it was because it was about something that i was passionate about right so um i titled mm -hmm. it wiping tables and i titled it like that because every morning i'd go to alma school and wipe down the tables of the kids 
so they could mm. be clean, so they could, you know, have a clean table when they got there to have their breakfast. Wow. But in the speech, I mm. um, focused on, like, the disparities between Palo Alto and East Palo Alto and how, like, oh, here wow. you could have a place where millionaires and, like, big ideas came out of, and over there you had people living day to day, you know, and it was only a two-mile stretch. And so... Um, it just came out, you know, wow. like I practiced, obviously, but um, people just felt like it resonated with a lot of people and it went really good. And that's when I was like, oh, yeah, I feel like I I can do this thing, right? Like public speaking isn't that bad. You just got to <laughs> figure out the topics and what points you want to share. Wow, that's awesome. Um, Dang, dude, this is so cool. Um, I'm so glad that we're having this conversation. Um, And... Yeah, like, dude, that's amazing. All the things that you've done and um, yeah, all the things that you went through, like, all the things that you had to overcome, dude, that's awesome. Um, so then what happens next? Like, you're you're, you're coming to, that, to your, the end of your chapter in, at Stanford. Um, and how's that feeling? Uh, it, was, it was a little sad, honestly, because, like, cause, like, those two years, like, it's great like i'm loving like every second of it right like just the place the weather the people mm -hmm. i mean you come across all sorts of people and like i was watching like champions league games from like someone from greece next to me colombia and like oh, asia geez. and we'd just be there you know enjoying the soccer game because like that's another thing about soccer right it brings people together and so uh -huh, even like we'd have like pickup games and it'd be like this guy from France and, you know, just very diverse groups of people. Mm. Um, and the Bay is, you know, very diverse. So you get to yeah. see, you know, we go to San Jose and it's like, oh, let's go to Swami at Tianguis and just have some tacos. <laughs> Swami, yeah. um, and it's outdoors. So it's like, it's great. You go to Oakland, you know, it, there's just pockets everywhere. Um, mm -hmm. So it was really cool living there. Um, and so towards the end, yeah, it was like... There were several conversations that we had. Um, there was a, a time when I was considering, like, the PhD track, so, like, staying for another four years. Mm. Um, but it didn't work out. I just couldn't hone in on, like, one specific area to focus on. Mm -hmm. And I had talked to friends, and they, I don't know, they had mixed feelings about it. So mm -hmm. I decided to stick with, like, the work path. So I, I continued with my internship. Um and then there was, you know, we talked about staying just to live in the Bay because Alma already had a job and I could secure a full-time job. So there was a possibility of just mm. sticking around. And that was like a, a hard choice, too, because it was like, we like it here, but, you know, it's been two years already and we probably should go yeah. home and be with family. Um, so we decided to go, come back home. Um and mm. we did graduation, my family went down. It was it was really cool. It was, it was different because it's a stadium. So, like, it's, like, thousands mm. of people graduating. And um, they do this, the speeches there in the stadium. And, like, you walk with your program. So, like, I was with the engineers. Mm. And they divide you up by different schools. And then you have your... Aparte, they do a separate, like, uh, program graduation so after the big one you walk to like a designated building and they'll do your your actual graduation where you get the diploma 
Mm, yeah. Okay. Wow, that's awesome, dude. Um, so then you come back home. Did you come to Woodburn or did you settle somewhere else? Yeah, we came to Woodburn. Um, we came to Woodburn. We ended up getting a, an apartment uh, for like four months, it feels like, um, mm-hmm. because we were also looking at like buying a house because we were like, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we were paying for rent in the Bay Area. We could pay in a mortgage back home. Mm-hmm. Um, so we came here. I got a job with Marion County in Salem. And mm-hmm. Alma got a job here in town teaching at Washington. Um, oh, nice. We were here. We, um, yeah, we, we were looking for houses. And we ended up finding the house that we live in um, mm-hmm. that year. Dang, that's cool. Um, and how long? How long did you guys uh, like, stay here for in Woodburn? Well, around that time, so that's when we kicked off Renew, right? It was around that time when we came back, mm-hmm. and Renew was this idea that we were thinking about when we were in California. I was like, you know, when we go home, it'd be cool to do something for the community to just kind of mm-hmm. be present and and share our experience, and that was like. Mm-hmm what came out of that so with renew and, and you helped us out and there were others that helped mm-hmm. out it was really about like pr- using our experience to mentor you know high school students that were interested in going mm-hmm. to college yeah. um so that kept us busy during that time and then you know personally we were also trying to start a family um we weren't successful during that time and mm-hmm. so that was a big challenge for us um mm-hmm. and for alma and so um after that she she decided that she wanted to go back to school you know nice. and um it was never planned you know but it was like after my experience at stanford i was like oh yeah you should for, for sure do it you know um mm-hmm. and then so she was looking at different schools on the west coast and then i had told her to, to I, I was messing with her and I told her, hey, you should apply to Columbia so we can live in New York for two years. Um, <laughs> but I didn't, I wasn't successful. I couldn't convince her because um, it was too far. So no, um, but she applied to uh, here to UW in Seattle um, mm-hmm. and she got in and mm-hmm. then, um, and then there was this big kind of moment where we were trying to decide and it was hard, you know, cause like, we got a house and we got family mm. here and we both got jobs. And so to yeah. just leave and go back to school and figure out the finances there. Um, but in the end, we kind of, you know, decided that it was worth it and that we could do it. Um, family stepped in, her her side of the family stepped in to move into our place, you know, temporarily mm. um, while we were gone. and. Um, and yeah, she accepted. And then it was like, okay, what do we got to do now to to be able to move? <laughs> um, mm. And right right around that time, I, I had left the county to work for PAE um, mm-hmm. in that spring. And I started working in the Portland office, but I knew they had an office in Seattle. So if we moved, oh, okay. my, my plan was to just transfer over. <laughs> But they uh-huh. didn't know that at the time because nothing was decided. But um, yeah, that that summer, we 
we got an apartment up there and we moved and I transferred to the other office. That's awesome. It's crazy how things work out, right? <laughs> yeah. And how was Seattle, bro? I remember um, I texted you, or I'm pretty. I saw you there. I think we oh, ran no, into each other. You. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm. I remember that. Um, one time when I was in Seattle, um, I was wilding. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's when it's when Kim and I went to the Bad Bunny concert. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. but yeah, how was Seattle, bro? Like, that's crazy. Like, you know, Woodburn, San Francisco, and then Seattle. Like, that's awesome. Seattle's really cool. It has its like own vibe. So, um, and then it's just, um, I don't know. Like in San Francisco or in the Bay, we weren't really in a city. So, like, we were in a suburb. Mm -hmm. Um, but in Seattle, we were living in the university district. So it's like buses going yeah. on all the time. The building that we lived in, it was like a hotel from like 1900s, like early 1900s. Mm. So it was like an old building that was like um, renovated into like dorms, essentially. Mm. But it was right next to campus. So it was ideal. The location okay. was ideal. Um, and yeah, um, it's funny because like when we first moved, we decided not to take a car because there, there was no parking. Um, mm. So we, we just used the bus everywhere. It was like bus or walking. Okay. And then it was like, all right, we need a car just because, like, everything is taking forever to get places, you know. And then when uh -huh. you want to buy groceries, like, you don't want to carry all that stuff on the bus. Mm. And uh, we took the car, but it was always, like, two-hour parking limits. So it was, like, moving the car all the time to not get tickets. Yeah, that's crazy. You're yeah. going to come out, your car's not going to be there, and you're going to be all towed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. It was, it was like that. It was funny. But, uh, yeah, it was cool because... um. So Alma did a multicultural education program. So she met a lot of people from like different mm -hmm. states, races, you know, backgrounds. Um, and uh, was able to do some some good work there. And then I was able to work in Capitol Hill, which was like, a, you know, I think it was like three miles from where we live. So mm -hmm. it was all close by. And then on the weekends, we just go to parks or downtown or you know, different, like, events that they, they have. Yeah. Dang, that's awesome. Um, And how was uh, how was work during, like, these two years? Was, were they, like, totally cool with it? Did you just, like, focus on more, like, projects in Seattle? Or were you still, like, working on, like, projects here in Portland? Um, It took uh, some time to transition. I said, like, four months. So I was still doing a lot of Portland work, but... Um, I got in with a good team over there in Seattle. Um, they do a lot of like uh, energy modeling and building analysis. And um, I learned a lot from that group and I got to work on some cool projects up there. Um, they have a new aquarium that they're building by, well, kind of by where I saw you walking actually, like there on the waterfront. Yeah. Um, uh -huh. And that was a project that I was able to, to contribute to and do work on. So that was cool. I want to go check it out once they finish it. But yeah, it's going to have this huge shark tank and it's going to be cool to take the mm. kids. Yeah. Um, Dang. Yeah, we do a lot a lot of cool projects over there and here. Um, but um, like Seattle, it's bigger. So like um, a lot of work there too. And the office over there, it's in the Bullet Center. And that, that building mm. is recognized because it's the first living building 
um, in the mm. States. I think the world, but essentially what that means is that it produces all the energy that it consumes. So it has uh, solar panels on the roof. And then all the water too, all the water that people use in the building is collected from rain and treated. And so okay. that's why it's considered a living building because everything that's being consumed is generated there. So that's pretty cool. Wow, that's awesome. Um, and then so, and so you guys were in Seattle for, I'm assuming, two years or was it longer than two years? So it was supposed to be two years. It ended up being like, a year and a half because of covid so okay <laughs> we were there um till march of 2020 and then covid happened and then we came home but we still had an apartment there just in case like i had to go back to work but okay. then they told us like hey we're gonna be you know work from home in, mm. until you know further notice and so we're like, okay, well, let's just turn in our apartment and make the move. And I'm always doing school online anyway, so that's when we decided to head down. Cool. Well, thank you so so much, bro, um, um, for sharing your story with us. Um, it's it, it's crazy. It's it 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 was just crazy to to hear your story, bro. Like all the things that you had to go through. Um, you know, to reach to reach your dreams and all the obstacles, you know, that um, they overcame, like, over the years. But then at the same time, like, all the different experiences that that you had um, over the years. And now, um, now like, being a dad, bro, like, you know, like, now it's it's crazy, like, where, you, where someone's parents start, right? And, and the dreams that they had for their kids and even the dreams of coming to the U.S., right? And to the point where you know you have a kid you know like they have a kid that goes through goes through school they go through college and they go through stanford now have a job and now like you know you're setting up you know your daughter and um you know the next generation for something even bigger right um yeah so like the last part is la receta um uh yeah i guess if you just want to tell me you know your receta what went into your dish what what's in your recipe um you know that that got you to where you are now. Yeah, so um, my receta. So let, let's suppose we're making tamales, right? Um, so my my hoja de maíz, my leaf would be faith, you know, because that, that's what's kept everything together is just having faith. And um, right after that, the masa would be, you know, alma and my family, you know, because... For me, mm. it's important to have someone or, you know, a community there to to uplift you and motivate you and keep you going. Um, and also, like, when things don't work out, you know, you need, you need them there. And when things are doing great, you know, it's always good to celebrate with others. And Alma's done that for me <laughs> since forever now. But um, so that would be the masa, the meat, la carne. It would be... Um, just um, having a vision, you know, like I always like to think like five years ahead, 10 years down the line. Um, it doesn't necessarily need to turn out that way, but just gives you an idea of where you want to go and what you need to do. Right. And so closely after that, like the salsa would be like just discipline and determination. I mean, like everything requires sacrifice. And so if you want to get somewhere, you need to be disciplined and um, come up with a plan and try to you know, execute it. And sometimes it works out and other times it doesn't, but 
it's always good, you know, to have a plan. And uh, yeah, and uh, that makes for, for some good tamales there. <laughs> wow, bro. Well, thank you so, so much. Um, I really appreciate you sharing. Um, and yeah, dude, I'm so happy that that we were, you know, you were able to join us in one of the episodes. Um, um, you know, I'm, I'm super thankful and humbled to have you in here, um, sharing your experience. Um, yeah, I mean, if there's anything, anything else you want to say, bro, um, um, thank you oh, so thank much. Thank you for having me on here today. It's been great chatting with you and, uh, just thank you for doing this. This is great. I enjoy listening to this podcast and it's great content that's needed, right? You know, we need more stories like ours and just... You know, we need to to help the next generation be able to to do their thing and hopefully for them not to have to struggle as much as we did, right? Yeah. Awesome, bro. Thank you so so much. Um well hope you have a good night and you continue to get some more some more rest on yeah, night, you bro. Too. <laughs> Thanks again.